What is going on, everybody? It's see back in for another episode of Fut Live Podcast with Felix and Joey. And today we have a very special episode. Uh, second member of the podcast, not me. Uh, just got, uh, verif- we'll say verified. Uh, I know it doesn't really matter anymore because the weekly league's over, but it's still 27 wins, which is incredible. So we'll get to that. Um, we're also going to talk about the pro scene and also uh, what's kind of going on there. There's been a few things we kind of hinted at last week. If you listen to the podcast last week, if you haven't, um, go check that out first. But we hinted at a few things. Um, and we got some more uh, information on that this week. And then, obviously, there was a tournament this week, so we'll talk about it as well. But to get us started, Felix hit 27 wins this week in Weekend League. Uh, he just finished streaming, so if you got to watch that, that was awesome to be there live. Uh, I, I missed it, of course. But, Felix, how was it? How was the weekend? Oh, man. <laughs> I couldn't be happier, honestly. It's, it's been a long time coming. I hit 26-4 and four last weekend and fell at the... Second to last hurdle, basically, I lost my second to last game. Gave me the fourth loss of the weekend. And this this weekend, man, it just clicked. I, I won, overall, I won two games that I probably should have lost. Definitely should have lost, I guess. But all three of my losses that I actually did take were just nonsense, man. Two of them came to the um, two teams with full-on attribute cards, which obviously have been allowed this weekend, right? But it has been a mistake by EA. They, they said on Twitter it was not planned from them, but they can't change it halfway through the weekend league without resetting everyone's records. That would be pretty funny to see. <laughs> oh man, they are, the outrage. They should <laughs> definitely not have done that. They, they, I mean, rather just stick to the mistake and make the best of it. I didn't like it personally with the attribute cards because, I don't know, it's just not a fan really. It's, it's doping, isn't it? Kind of what it is. Um, but yeah, man, I, I played well. I abused... The cheese a lot. There was a lot of cheese in the gameplay. If you want to see that, man, it was it was tough. I, I sweated so bad, but paid off in the end. It was it was good. The the pressure on on heavy touch really helped me the last two weekends. I feel that makes a massive difference. And I notice um, what Joey said as well. What well, didn't really notice that much before. Remember, Joey, you said with the aggressive fullbacks that try and intercept the passes out on the wing. Let's really talk about that. Yeah, we talked about that last week. Yeah, the, I, I, it was really, really noticeable for me this weekend. I didn't, I didn't really think that was a a major factor for the pressure on heavy touch ever. Like it never struck my eye. Something that happens a lot, but it really did happen a lot to the, uh, this weekend. And it was, it was great, man. It helped me a lot. Just be aggressive, win the ball back because that's what I want. I want the ball. I had like yeah between sixty and seventy percent possession in most of my games. <laughs> So now that you hit it, the 27, like, what do you what do you feel like doing? Do you feel like you're gonna make new teams? Do you feel like you just want to push with the same team and try to hit it again, or are you gonna go for 30 and 0? Like, what do you what are you gonna do now after you you're finally? Uh, your, f- first and foremost, I think I just wanna I wanna keep at that level, see if I can hit it a few more times. Mm-hmm. 30 and 0, I mean, it would be great if it happens, but I I personally don't think I'm good enough to do it. So I'll I'll just try and keep hitting elite ones every now and then I, I don't i fully don't expect myself to hit it every weekend right I'm, i want to get 25 is, is my aim for every weekend if i can do that but it's what i did lo- both this weekend and last weekend what i did is try and not focus on the record just take it game by game and try and play the best fifa that i can and it, it makes a massive difference because if you look at the record all the time and you oh i have to win this you just put unnecessary pressure on yourself, and it is, it's bad for you, man. It's really bad. Yeah. So I, I just, yeah, try and, just try and play. 
after after I got um well you can you can you play in qualifiers or are those all done? Are those gone? I think there is one more qualifier, but I would have been required to be verified after uh, last weekend. If I'm see, not mistaken, I think it is. I, that's what I heard as well. I made so, a mistake, yeah. so I actually wanted to to play in qualifiers just to see, but I never registered at the beginning of the year. Oh fuck's sake, Joey! No. <laughs> the yeah, easiest oh, part. I was so <coughs> I was so bummed out because I was like waiting for the email after you hit twenty seven or whatever. I was waiting for the verification email. I'm like, why am I not getting it? And I was googling around, and then I was like, oh, you have to register at the beginning of the year. I couldn't. I was like, oh man, I thought it auto automatically just registered you once you hit twenty seven. <laughs> it should, in my opinion, it should. But I know that. So I was man. I was I, I so think that, yeah. Wrong. I think that's a that's a legal thing on what it, you had to register before to like consent to all that stuff oh, ahead man. of time. I don't, even I registered, and I I haven't even hit twenty wins. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I just it was it must have been like when the game just came out and I didn't Yeah, really... you you had to do it until October 31st you had time to Yeah, I didn't even realize that. So when I next never year. got to Yeah, hopefully next year. I want to just play just to play just to see That's how nice. it's like playing against, you know, other other That's like you know what players. that reminds me of? Do you know that um the episode of of Mr. Bean where he's taking his exams and he's like, "Nah, they're not doing algebra. They they did that last year." Then he took the, the <laughs> I mean, exam out the envelope. It's and a it was terrible out, example. <laughs> and he's like, shit, I don't know how to do this. And he's trying to copy off his neighbor. And by the end of the exam, they said, yo, algebra, put it in the green envelope and whatever it was that Mr. Bean prepared for, put it in the pink one. And he didn't even realize there was two. That is exactly what this is. Ah, <laughs> man. The simplest yeah. of mistakes. <laughs> I know. I'm so bummed. I really wanted to play it. But at the same time, once I realized I was like, that's done with, I just started making... I mean, not to say that my the team I used in the, originally wasn't like a fun team, but I just wanted, you know, you guys know I we always share teams on Discord. Yeah. I just wanted to start like making crazy stuff. So, <laughs> but I'm glad you hit it, man. That's uh, let's yeah, see how you do for the next I'm, few. I'm delighted, honestly. I forgot what I wanted to say just a minute ago. Oh yeah, the the qualifiers. I don't think I would have played them to be honest. Because I think the format is just terrible. Because you have to wait ages until you play the games, and you play two games against someone. Then you have to wait another hour or two and just you're basically trapped at your desk and at your console all day because you have to register on the website as well. So I'm not the biggest fan of that. Um, takes up an entire weekend, essentially. So it is very, it is very strenuous and exhausting for the pros. Yeah. And so, since I don't I, think I'm good I, enough to qualify anyway, and I don't have that ambition. Yeah, you never know, events, man. So. Never know. But what did you think you changed to like actually get you over the hump? Was it your team? Was it your tactics? Um, I bought Patrick Vieira before this weekend. Um, must have been Tuesday or something. I, I just bit good. the bullet and, and got him. <laughs> yeah. Hullet and, Hullet and Vieira, honestly, they are absolute game changers. It's crazy how good they are, how much they help you. You have a feeling that when you have the ball in your midfield, that you just can't lose it because they're both so comfortable on the ball. Hullet more so than Vieira, obviously. It's, it's something about the way Vieira tackles as well. He he doesn't just do the stabs at the ball and such. He he tackles with his entire body all the time, and he absolutely wrecks people. It's insane. Yeah, he gets rid of that like, you know, when you keep tackling and you never get the ball back. It Vieira gets rarely back. happens with him. Yeah, he really yeah. happens. But surprisingly, um, I actually went and and got Team of the Year Modric after talking to Guastella after the emls because i dm'd him i was like what's with the 
team of the year monitor at CDM. That's a little weird. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was telling me like, his stats are so good that it helps him on the counter because of his passing and his defending stats are insane. So I decided to try it. I ran a four-one-two-one-two this weekend. Um, at first, I had my full fullbacks on attacking, but that was just inviting people to just score on me. It was really, really yeah, bad. It's, so, it's, it leaves you exposed. Maximum yeah. you, you can do is balanced. Yeah, yeah. Leave you open, I think. Yep, it was bad. So I had them attacking, and uh, the first I think I played the first fifteen to twenty games like that, and then I realized like this this is just it's bad. It's I'm getting countered too much, so I put them on stay back while attacking. Um, but yeah, team of the year Modric is awesome at center defensive mid, which I would never think of using someone like that with his body frame. Even if even if he has the defensive stats, I just would never think of putting him there. But after using him, it really opened my eyes. Like sometimes you can you can go with with the smaller frame players with like good dribbling, good passing, and they'd be good in that position. But he's no Vieira, obviously. Do you notice him as a as someone who wins back the possession a lot, or is he more no no? So I did in, in the play when you got the ball. So here's one one thing I realized this weekend. I was able to keep possession better because I was comfortable passing back to my center defensive mid, being that it was Modric. However, I had difficulty getting back possession because I didn't have the defenders on in my defense in my midfield to be able to win the ball back. So there was a lot of times I was just ball chasing until I would get the ball back and then I'd keep possession. So that's what I noticed more than anything is that I was I was able to keep better possession, but I wasn't able to get it back if I lost possession like I would normally get it with if i had like Vieira or even uh i had gattuso a, a few times so that's the the biggest thing i i notice when you have like technical midfielders that's interesting who were who were your center mids maybe depending so on i actually player, had yeah so i actually had vidal um who's really good defensively but his medium medium work rate isn't really the best if you're gonna play him on uh as like a lone center defensive mid so i had him as my left center mid and i had awar as my right center oh, mid. He, that's an incredible card yeah i find it intriguing that you mentioned the the work rates of of modric is is he not uh of, of vidal is modric not high high he is high high yeah i think i would prefer a medium medium at cdm to be honest like bakayoko la oh remember bakayoko fuck's sake well here's the thing with with medium medium it's i don't know if this is the case but they don't like if, if it's medium medium, they don't really defend that well, nor do they attack is what I've heard, or they don't push to defend or push to attack. They just kind of sit in the middle. So with high, high, I figured that high on the defensive side of things is going to make Modric play defense more than it would Vidal, if that makes sense. It's a good point. Hmm. Really good point. So it, I don't know. It went okay. I personally like high, high as a CDM. I use Goretzka at CDM a lot. Yeah, it's, it's all right. It's all right. As a lone CDM, obviously you want medium high or, or low high as a lone CDM, right. I think. Desai's been fun, he, yeah. He he's, he's been the first person. Desai's been like the first person I use that's like medium high. So it's like super defensive. He literally just sits and he sits right in front of the two center backs um, and just stands there. He's just like a wall that stands right there. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, so, it's so different than what I'm used to in a CDM. But it's, it's, it's like both work, which is cool to see that you can have kind of both types of CDMs work for you. In that situation, at least I, I don't know if you guys found that, but for me, at least, they yeah, found that it absolutely. Seemed to work. Like, that's what the whole that was just eye opening to me when I used Modric at CDM. So I was like, man, I want to try different players now at that position and see what happens in the next few weekend leagues. I kind of want team of the year Conte now, actually, because he's got decent passing stats, he can shoot as well. 
Yeah, I remember yeah. when the when the finesse shot meta was still a thing. I had Kante in draft. He scored like five goals when I won the draft. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I wanna I wanna give him a shot and see what I can do with him. Um, but I, I I'm scared to use any of my coins because team of the season's around the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know what I'm gonna do with my team. I'm I'm not gonna spend any more until team of the season. Well, I mean, it's tough for me anyway because I've not got a lot left. I like yeah, I'm, I'm, I was I'm, trying to, I'm still trying to figure out my team as well. Yeah, what I'm, do you, I'm excited. Do you when do you think team of the season is coming? I think we're like a four weeks at most away. Yeah, I think it'll be my first week of May, right? But last week, April, first week May sometime then. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me this weekend, I've only played like eight games. Like I said, like I, I couldn't really, I couldn't play Friday at all. Like I, I went straight from work to like my girlfriend's school. So I didn't play at all. Came back Saturday, had like all day to play. I ended up playing like eight games, but I got so frustrated at a stop. Uh, I hated, so I started with that. I showed you guys a three, five, two with like Lukaku, Milinkovic, Savage, um, and all that stuff. Luka, that Lukaku card is probably the worst card I've used in FIFA. Uh, <laughs> he, he, so I had him at right mid, so it's probably not where he should be playing. But he didn't defend well. He he only stayed back too defensively, like he didn't ever go forward. Where like I have tell I had Tellas into this. I Tellas was um uh like it's crazy how much better at just regular eighty four Tellas was than the Lukaku card. Tellas went bombing up and down like he was super defensive, but also could like get in crosses. Lukaku never touched the ball in like the offensive like third. Uh, was sitting back defensively, but always kept getting beat. Didn't feel like he had like the ninety nine pace that he has essentially. Uh, and couldn't pass the ball to save his life. But he has four-star, four-star, and every single first touch he lost, though, so you never even got to use the skill moves. So I had to get rid of that, so I played two games, and I was like, I can't do that. Malinka Savage was fine, but uh, he uh, could not do that, so I switched back to the four in the back, and I brought in Fup Birthday Vitzel at center back and then switched him with Boateng in game. Um, and I used Witzel oh, at fun. center mid. Oh, my God, he doesn't do anything either. He's like he's he's a pre- he's a presence in the really? midfield, but he's not really. Def- he's got I think high high. He's he's a presence in the midfield. Like you always notice, he's kind of like there. He doesn't provide anything in the attack, but he doesn't really provide anything defensively. He's just like a true like center mid, just like there. So like he was usable, but I couldn't justify two hundred thousand coins on him. Oh man, uh, this so is I still have him. so I so still have him in my uh, team right now. Like I currently, he's still there. And uh, he's he's okay. Like he's not bad, but I don't think he's two hundred thousand coins worth. So I'm trying to figure out. I think I'm just gonna play the new the Fup birthday uh, Boateng. Cause I've actually loved Boateng at center back. Uh, he's he does actually feel like a huge upgrade on his Fup birthday, or Fup is not nice. Fup birthday. He's the Fup birthday. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I'm just gonna play him on eight him. at center back. And then so I'm trying to bring in another player. I think so I'm really debating who seven. I want. What? Is it seven? I don't. I never know with out of yeah. position versus like no links. Oh, it is seven. It is seven seven yeah. with the manager. Yeah, it's seven. Uh but still, it's not too bad. It's still good. Um, so still I'm trying good. to figure out what I'm going to bring in. I can either bring in. I can bring in any center mid, or I can just move Alfonso Davies back to center mid because I've been playing with Cam and I've actually kind of enjoyed him. He has really good long shots. Um, so I'm trying to either think whether I want to keep Alfonso Davies. He's got the high high, so I think I'd rather him at center mid than Cam. Uh, so I'm trying to either bring in a Cam or a Striker, because then I can just move Havertz back to Cam. I've been playing Havertz Striker this weekend, and he's, I mean, he's just so, he, you can play literally anywhere with Havertz, and he's like the best player in the game. So, <laughs> he's one of my favorites to use. Um, and then the rest of the team, Desai, he's been sick at CDM. I had Militao there at first, and then put Desai, so I, I literally moved both my center backs into the midfield, and then brought my CDMs back to uh, center back. Um, but I actually preferred Desai at CDM over Militao, because Militao just, I mean, I don't think he has really... Anything like good for the midfield, and uh, he's he's just a really good center back. So I don't know. I've, I've been looking. Could, I've, that could be a, you're going. 
It's kind of, yeah, I got, that could be just preference for me, but I've been looking for either a striker or a center attacking mid, basically, um, to fit into the team that's from the Bundesliga. So I'm looking at Royce right now, just the 90. Um, I have enough coins for the 90. I, I can't get the headliner one, but who really cares at that point? The 90 is good enough. Yeah, I, I use that 90 rated Royce as a sub. He's really good. It's just a problem with his stam a little bit. Yeah, but I have like Taliska. My bench has like Taliska and that Freddie Guarin card before, to get on, on, off another tangent. I am in love with this Freddie Guarin foot birthday card. It's so good. Holy crap. I've subbed him on four games and he scored three times and two of them were game winners in the 90th minute <laughs> and the 120th minute. He scored two game winners off the post. Uh, all three goals have been off the post too. I don't know if that means anything. Long but, shots? Uh, two were outside the box and one was inside the box. Okay. You, you know, one thing I noticed this weekend, League, I'm, I'm sure you guys already knew this, but um, lo- the first time long shots are ridiculous. I couldn't stop them. I've not ever tried them. Oh, man. It's, it's, it was crazy. The, the, the games I lost early on, this guy literally three goals, first time pass or first time shot long shot with like Ibra and they would just go top end. It was impossible to stop. It was ridiculous. So I started implementing it into my game and I had uh, headliners Dembele untradeable and I did one with him and it was ridiculous. The spin that the ball got without even hitting the finesse uh, modifier. It just went top ends. I was crazy. I don't know. It's, it seems really, really effective. The accuracy on them is ridiculous. So I noticed the pros do it a lot too. They do first time. Yeah, shots. they they do first touch. Yeah, everything it seems what to be first I, time perfectly love, timed. What I yeah. love watching is the um, first time green timed low driven finesse shots. They they look so clean. They're mm-hmm. they're t- they're hard to pull off too. That's that's a difficult. It's incredible. I've only ever scored one of them, maybe two. It's really hard to get it right because you have to press so many. But like you have to pass. Then power up the shot straight away and then press L1 again for the is makes my brain explode. <laughs> Unreal. So yeah, that's uh, I'll I do it another hand. Yeah, I, I I'm so bad that I've been timing more shots this weekend just because like I noticed my shot that my shot selection's been fine, but it's just that time doesn't that doesn't without the timing you don't get in that corner really as much. So I've been oh no, goalie's been long, pairing a lot too. The first time long shot I'm talking about it's untimed. It's Jesus. got the accuracy. It's crazy. I'm just gonna sub on boring first minute and just rip long shots then. Yeah, just just pass it to him. <laughs> that, I don't even need. That's that's how it's gonna fix my problem. I'm just gonna put in like a bronze player that fits chemistry wise and just sub in boring first minute and then uses uh, 99 <laughs> shot, 99 <laughs> shot power, 97 long shots with with the chem style as a sub. He's got 97 I, long I shots. I just abuse. I mean, the the cheese volleys are literally the the stupidest thing I've ever seen in this game, but it's like you said, first time, even non-time, there is so much spin and yeah, power even on the just flies in. It's crazy. People need to implement. If you're struggling scoring, I would definitely implement it into your game. Whoever's not, listening, not it's crazy. These, um, first time volleys, nobody should implement them into the game. <laughs> no, 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 I'm saying. <laughs> <in the> ass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wish, man, I really wish there would be <coughs> just one more patch, but there isn't going to be. Definitely which kind of sucks. Like, no, not a gameplay patch. Which sucks because like now we have to wait until FIFA 20, so another what uh, five months roughly yeah. of just playing some stuff that's completely broken. So I hope that they just switch to, um, I don't know how to how to say it. What what is it where they can just keep updating one one game rather than uh, instead of yeah instead of a new one. I don't know what the the term for that is, but instead I know what you mean. Yeah, because it's just like, it's frustrating because I do like playing, even though the game sometimes just drives me nuts. I still, it's the only only game I really play. Uh, and 
to to be having stuck with it for at least another few months until we all get sick of it by the summer anyway. But you're stuck with what you have. You just gotta live with it, yeah, I guess. I'm I'm in the exact same boat as you, Joey. Yeah. So. I, uh, I yeah, just, I've been I've been trying to like on play more other like other games. Like obviously, I've always played Apex and all stuff, and then um, I I just downloaded like Wolfenstein because that's free on the Game Pass, Xbox Game Pass. So I've been like trying to do like some single player games because I used to, I used to love single player games. Um, so I don't know, but I with that I guess that was Weekend League. But the big topic for today. Um, something we talked about, hinted at last week's podcast was um, something I found. Well, we kind of found out through Twitter, but something like I, I kind of I didn't see even see on Twitter until at EMLS they brought it up that um, a couple players have been suspended for coin buying. Uh, pro players, like pro FIFA players, have been suspended for coin buying, which uh, I know from basically from our discussion, we kind of all were kind of thrown back. They were like, "Wait a second, people still buy coins?" Like I knew obviously people do. But I, I honestly didn't expect to do this much. And even after my discussions with um, some of the FIFA, like the EMS pros, the way they said it, like they all love the guys that like got suspended, like they're all friends. But they mm-hmm. made it sound like th- they were so dumb to buy coins. Like not, you could tell like none of them have bought coins um, because they were like everyone knows that's like the number one thing you can't do as a pro is buy coins. So I don't know what you guys have seen this week. I, I actually didn't even end up watching Alex Sanders video. So if you guys have watched that, I'd like a little update oh, maybe I, on that. I didn't even know he, he put out a video. I think I watched it in, in the last podcast by completely slipping mind. No, no. Yeah. I, I actually watched it. So basically he had two different accounts. One of them, he claimed that he never purchased any coins on. Um, and he had a sick team on there. He had like pretty much prime, Prime Hullet, Prime Vieira, Team of the Year, Ronaldo. He, he's got the best team that you can possibly want if you're a competitive player. That was one of his accounts. On another account, I don't remember if he showed it on the video, but he said that he qualified on it and then someone else was using the account. And he said somebody else uh, bought the coins and improved the team, but he had already qualified on the account, meaning like he, he hadn't played it since. Mm-hmm. And he said that he said that he showed proof to EA that it couldn't have been him. Like he showed documents that he wasn't around or stuff, just a bunch of stuff that he was, he was saying that he showed proof that it wasn't him. Mm -hmm. But at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, if you give someone else access to an account, you are responsible of what they do on that account. You cannot. It even is in the terms of service that you can't share accounts. Yeah, exactly. You're You're not supposed to at least, yeah. Right. So I think what he was saying is like he was okay with some type of punishment, but he wasn't really comfortable with getting a full year ban. He wanted to be like a month or two months or whatever. So he was he was caught off guard that it was a full year ban. But again, if you have if you're giving your account to somebody else, man, you got to you know, it's just it's, it is what it is. You can't you have to be held responsible. They they can't yeah, 100%. even no matter what proof that you want to send them at the end of the day they have what they have and they took action but the fact that you i think you guys said that there was like 30 other people that were caught is insane yeah that was the original tweet i saw was like the list was like 35 people ish pros that have been banned this year from coin buying um which is just insane to think about because i'm not even surprised it's that many to be honest you know why you're not surprised look at at the teams people are using to qualify how look how bad pay to win this this year how strong it is not everyone can afford to dump thousands into the game because well, they, now they get added paid the as much by their organizations and stuff well now with the restrictions fair Too enough late, but, yeah 
there, probably I can say this without saying earlier. And it's because the, these pros, they feel forced to to do something to allow them to have these event teams, I want to say, to be able to compete. And they can't afford spending all the FIFA points. So what do they resort to? Buying coins, because that's much better. You get a much better output for that, if you will. It is illegal, but it just shows the, the risks they are willing to take just to be able to compete properly. It's a massive issue, man. EA have to fight not not the the general problem itself as what it manifests itself, like people buying coins. That's not what they need to address. They need to address the reason for why they are buying it, and that is because pay to win is ridiculous, and you just get way way too little out of FIFA points if you spend them. That's, I think, the issue. I don't think I don't mind pay to win because we've we I, in prior FIFA's we've always complained that like why the hell can like a Brazilver keep up with like a team of the year player? So I don't not mad about the pay to win aspect, especially when in the competitive modes. The two things is like a non-competitive mode fixes that because then you can just use whoever because no one's gonna be sweating it out. And then also pack weight is just always gonna be an issue because if pay to win's a thing, which I think it should be, the, the it still shouldn't be this much money to get to the pay to win aspect, like. I could I I I've only spent like a couple hundred dollars and my team is like I couldn't even compare to like a, a, I my, I have an icon and it's Desainos from my SPC and I got lucky in it so like I don't know like a couple hundred dollars and I don't have a team even competitive with like some of the good teams out there like you, I I think at this point like one, my team is one of the I I think I have a worse team in almost every weekly game I go into except for maybe like f- half of the first ten games. And that's like with a couple hundred dollars spent. So you're looking at pro what what the pros need, and it's in the thousands. And I think that's where the issue really is: is the amount of money needed, not that you need those kind of teams. Yeah, yeah, but then you go into the so if they made pack weight better, for example, mm-hmm. then it's gonna be too easy getting a good team. So like, how do you combat that? Is- because a, lot, a big portion of why people play is because they enjoy the grind, they enjoy whatever money they spend, and then they essentially grind throughout the rest of the year whether it be through sbcs whether it be through you know weekend league trading whatever it is and they build out their team if they make it too easy or not enough like if if you can spend 300 bucks and walk away with an insane team then you got another problem where people are going to get bored too easily because it's going to be so easy getting your the team that you want so what's the solution then and it's and then at the and then at the end of the day too like they're they are a business if they can make this much money why shouldn't they Absolutely, yeah. So I, I know what you're saying. If it's any easier, like I, there's no reason that I should have 600 games played, 700 games played, whatever it is, and then plus only like 300 dollars spent. I shouldn't have a full icon team. Like I, I get that. Like there is a level. Yeah. So like it really doesn't need to be improved that much. I guess the pack weight, but there has to be. I don't know. There has to be some sort of improvement because clearly, when when it's 35 pros buying coins, it's no longer um, like just oh, it's like a few idiots like ruining it for everyone. Like, 35 yeah. is enough to say, like, I think there's a, a flaw with the system and how they yeah. qualify. Whether it's whether it's just that once you become verified, you get to, eat, like, the qualifiers are on unlocked accounts or something like that. Like, I know they try to fix yeah. it by saying, um, but the the requirements or whatever we talked about a couple podcasts ago, the requirements for the qualifiers. But I think rather to fix that, it should just be, like, the qual- they already made a separate mode where they have better connection to each other, right? How can they not create a separate yeah. mode where they have unlocked accounts? I would love that as well. I think that. Like would I feel like good. that fixes it and a lot. Even even with unlocked accounts, they could still do um, restrictions. 
to just to spice it up to make it fun, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. And then that's then you're working with the same stuff though, because like restrictions, Bateson's restrictions, he's still getting the best of each player. Where like uh, a player like Tex last year, it even with restrictions, maybe doesn't even fit the restrictions. Like so, that's still kind of unfair in that sense, um, because I think the way weekend league structured. I don't know about you guys, like, you don't need the best, like, your guys' teams are really good, and you guys both got 27. Like, you put your teams in, like, a pro player's hand, like, if you gave, like, what, Tex, like, your team, like, he'd, he'd easily go, like, 30-0. and 0. So, like, you don't need yeah. the best team possible to qual- to get the verif- verified status. So, I think that would help fix it, because the players that want to grind, like Joey said, th- there is, like, you're probably one of them. I know I'm one of them. Like, I like, I wouldn't want an unlocked account from the beginning of the year. Because I don't really care about the competitive gameplay. I'd rather just grind to get the players as my team. So like yeah, you still you still let your casual there. players grind, but your pro players don't get affected because they're playing on unlocked accounts. They just have to have a good enough team to get to 27 wins, which for them yeah. really isn't... I, they probably get 27 wins with my team easily. I, I fully agree with that. With that I don't uh, think opinion. they're going to... I don't think they're going to ever do unlocked accounts... Um, I have a it, feeling it just loses them so much money. Yeah. Yeah, I have a feeling it would it would end up losing them a lot of money because I mean, obviously not every pro is going to end up spending that much money, but at the end of the day, I don't know. I I mean their pros are isn't really their main main source of of revenue anyway, but No, it's a casual I like, think uh, a few bucks here and there. Would you say what loses them more money? Giving pros unlocked accounts once they become verified? So there's st- and you know pros like they want to play rivals and stuff like that. So they're still gonna grind for good teams. Like they're, they they may not be they might not spend as much, but um the high level pros are still gonna know. spend some anyways. But also what loses them more money the the money they make from pros FIFA points or the money they lose from thirty five pros getting suspended for the entire year and losing out on all their fan base watching like potentially watch because like say like so it's Alexander right now he's obviously not a huge name it's say it's like. I'm trying to think of like a mid level because obviously like well, your big pros that are sponsored by big companies are not not going to risk that because they're not going to risk the companies like whatever company they're sponsored by is money. So like Tass isn't going to risk Phase's money by right. uh, buying coins. But like I'm trying to think of like a mid level pro that actually has like a decent fan, maybe like a, even like a Kurt. Like I know he's suspended, but like well. some, say say someone builds a personality like him but stays unsigned. He's gonna build. He, Kurt has a huge fan base that like if he's in the tournament, those there are people that will watch only if he's in the tournament. Yeah. So, like, do you, do you think the money could ever offset the the how many pros are getting suspended for buying coins? Like, I don't know. I guess it's it depends on which pros are doing it, but that's something EA it's, would have to think about. It's tough to my... tell for me because I, I I don't know the numbers for for each one of those scenarios. I have I have no imagination of. Where <laughs> yeah, it's a complete stab at. in the dark. Yep. I don't know. I'm just that's trying to think way, of ways it, to potentially fix it. Because in the end of the day, you're disgruntling your user base with the current system, so they have to do something. And I think, like Joey said, I don't think unlocked accounts are going to happen. No, I don't either. I'm just saying that's that is my way of trying yeah. to fix the. I think, uh, I think the restrictions. I think the restrictions should be okay. I know it'll cause a little bit of discrepancy because there's going to be, like you said, people are going to have the best version of of whatever player, this, that, and the other. I get, I get that, but I think restrictions should be fine. And then also, if they were able to, I don't know, it, it's like the reward system has to be a little bit better. I think it was a good change that they added. They added that um, SBC, so mm-hmm. you can, you know, give all your eighty ones that you got all year. It just it came in late, but for next year, if it was on release, that'd be great. 
Yeah, and I think they will. I, I, think, I think they got yeah. awesome feedback, so. Yeah, so I think stuff like that is going to help because getting a better team is going to be a lot easier. In FIFA 18, uh, I'm sure if you pull up your team, Felix, you probably had a way better team way earlier into the year than this late into the year, I would say. Or even FIFA 17. And Felix? Felix dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or are you trying to think of your team? Were you just trying to think of your team? <laughs> my, my team in FIFA 17, we talk an end game. Eight, no, like we're no, saying no, no. like... Uh, so like your team right now, think of like what level it's at. And obviously in 18 and 17, your end game teams were better than this team. But like, think of when your team in 17 and 18 got to the level your 19 team is. Was that earlier or later than April 7th? Because you just bought Vera. Think about it, you just bought Vera this week. So it's really actually yeah, a think, good time to say it. I think I had the the middle versions of Vieira and Hullet at this point last year. I'm not sure. It was about at the same time. Maybe I was a little bit earlier in FIFA. It's tough, man. It, it, it's it, there's not a lot in between it. I know I bought Vieira, the middle one, sometime in in like January or February. Hull it a bit later, a few months, probably about this time. But it was the middle versions, and I did I did the SBCs at some point when when I thought they were a decent price. I did Vieira and Hullet Prime SBCs, um, which we had. At the same time last year, we already had Vieira and Hullet's SBCs. The rest of the team, hmm. I think my my current team is at a higher level. But really? Early, yeah, I think I would say it's, earlier yeah, or later. Though. Like, I don't know the coin. The, if if we're judging by coin value, because I've got two team of the years that are like three and a half and two million coins. I've got three icons, two of them prime that are six million combined, just the two of them, and another two for Eusebio. I've got eight million in icons. I've got damn over five million in team of the years. My team is worth sixteen million coins. I don't think I had that. Um, wow, that's actually, that value. without saying the money spent. How much do you think you spent the same amount of money too, like on FIFA points? I spent more this year. Okay, so that 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 factors in then, I guess too. Way I'm more, or just a little sure bit more. I, I don't know. You said absolutely sure you've spent um, more, so it's definitely at least a considerable amount. It's not like roughly the it's same. Not it's not roughly the same. There, there is a there is a distinct difference, right? Yep. Um, I don't know the exact numbers for both years. I'm pretty sure I don't even want to know because it's just going to make me feel terrible. <laughs> I, added, I added up 17s once because you can go on your Microsoft account and see every time you've purchased something from the Microsoft website, which is every time you first yeah, purchase you FIFA points and you can add it up. And I got I got to I so I started with September, obviously when I bought you can see when I bought FIFA, and then you see the FIFA, I kind of like FIFA, and I stopped in January because I started crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't even get past January. I stopped. I stopped adding up. But I've, I've, I did. I've, like I said, I've only spent two hundred this year. Be the same for me. I've only spent like two two fifty this year tops. So I'm yeah, not really worried. Scenario where I'm, I make good money with the job I have, so I can afford doing it. But that still shouldn't mean I have to do it, or I, I, I should do it. And you have to do it every I, year. That's the crazy it, part. It, yeah, it is a lot of money. But then you have to think about time spent on FIFA. It's probably worth the value. Like, yeah, yeah. like I was having this discussion at work. We were talking about the cra- how crazy, like, so like an iPhone or like any really any good phone in America is like what a thousand dollars now. Technically, I know you can get deals with it like through co- uh, companies. But I'm like, if I'm ever gonna spend a thousand dollars on something, I use my phone every single day, like half the day. Like you can see now they have the thing where you can see how much you're looking at the screen, like the screen time. It's like it's like seven eight hours a day. Like I'm looking at my phone. I mean, obviously, a lot of that's YouTube with it in the background at work. Like, some, I'll put YouTube on, so I'm technically not oh, looking well, at my phone. But it's it's like, it, even then, it's like, if I'm using something seven hours a day, six hours a day, 
I'm okay with spending a thousand dollars a year on it. I don't even spend a thousand dollars a year yeah. on my phone. But for example, it really depends. It so depends like, if you're playing FIFA like every said. day and you spend how much, how many, how many hours a weekend playing it? Realistically, spending like a thousand, two thousand, like is it sounds bad because it's a video game, but it, that's just because it's the perception of a video game. If you told someone I spent ten, uh, like a thousand dollars, like golfing. It's like, oh, that's cool because like you went and played a sport. Like, who cares that it's a video game? It's something you love doing and you put that much time yeah, into that's it. That's exactly the point I wanted to make as well. Other people have other expensive hobbies. Like, you might play golf. You might do do sports that require you to buy very expensive gear and and all those kind of things. We happen to play a video game and and dump crap tons of money into that. It, it really is the same thing. It, it just video games always have this stigma of being bad. So. People, it is a bit more frowned upon if you if you spend a lot of money on video games, I guess. But in the end of the day, is it kind of is the same thing because ultimately you're spending money on your hobby and on something you love doing. Absolutely, I agree with that. I've been really lucky actually. So FIFA 17, uh, that was the year I ended up getting married, so I stopped playing. You right, like, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in this. December, I uh, we went on our honeymoon and came back, and I was not thinking about FIFA because at that point, and actually, FIFA 17 was the best FIFA I was at because before, uh, when it came out, I was doing really, really well in weekend league. I was getting 36, 37s at that time, and I stopped playing. Yeah, so I stopped playing, and then I didn't, you know, I didn't spend much at that point. And then uh, FIFA 18 came out, and I ended up packing Hullet in the first week of the game. So I end, yeah I ended up I ended up paying fifty bucks and I was set for the year because it, it was like a four million coin card. So I was like, man, I it's, I've been really lucky. And then this year is when I really, like I said, I've spent. I've probably spent now. Uh, I haven't spent any money in the past these past recent promotions, but I think team of the year is when I spent a little bit of money. Uh, where I think everyone had at that point because they want a chance at the blue. Mm-hmm. But total, like I've mentioned in the past podcast i think probably close to like five six hundred bucks maybe more seven hundred bucks at this point um actually no it's probably like five six hundred i think i've spent that's not a lot in the grand scheme of things not no. gonna lie like it's i said not, I was, i'm probably like 250 not... but like a hundred of it was like team of the year uh like a hundred yeah. of it like on another program and then like 50 bucks here and there like 20 bucks here 20 bucks there yeah, so maybe so... like a little bit more but right so my but... problem kind of is as well that when i spend i always spend on 12k FIFA points because that yeah. is the best <laughs> value. Yeah, the best value. Yeah, the best value. Yeah, they is, know what they're is, doing. Yeah. They did that on purpose. They but that's not like every store. It's like buy one get one free, but you have to bu- spend like 300 dollars to buy one. It's if like it was, if, if everything was the same value, there's no way I'd always buy 12k. If everything was the same output rate. Yep. Did they know exactly why they do it? Then? Oh yeah, they're it smart. It is simple but genius. Yeah, EA's got their stuff together from a marketing standpoint. It's mm-hmm. one of the best. Um, from Unfortunately, money, yeah, yeah. yeah, from 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 a marketing and and money standpoint, they're one of the best companies. They they know exactly how to like play with people's emotions and feelings when they're watching trailers. I remember True Boy was saying they they have a whole team of like at this second they're gonna do this at this second like when they make the trailers for FIFA whatever, mm-hmm. play FIFA yeah. twenty. They've got people who analyze the mood that you get depending on the set it's crazy they he said it's like i would guess that's most really big companies that yeah yeah but i'm saying call of duty's gonna be the same like oh yeah yeah for sure like if apple makes an iphone ad they it's probably the same process well all their ads are the same now anyway yeah well (laughs) apple (laughs) but they've they've just got this trademark kind of style that that yeah exactly always like 
but 100% they do have an entire team dedicated that spends so much time on every single ad and every single little detail, so that is perfect in the end. For sure. So, you know, at the end of the day, the whole uh, coin buying thing, like, I get at, you're trying to be a pro. So there's no excuse for you trying to buy coins, even though it is ridiculous how much you have to spend in order to be competitive, but it's your decision to try to be a pro into this game. Mm -hmm. Like if, if it's not feasible for you to be a pro at this game or, or attempt to be a pro at this game, then it should not be, I mean, yes, EA has to do something to allow you to compete and make it easier for you to compete by not spending the money. But again, it's your choice. You decided to go after this. Uh, I don't want to say occupation because for some people it might not be a full-time job. But if it is, you know, you have to make the decision and saying, okay, I'm not taking the risk of getting banned. Yeah. Period. I mean, I spent three, uh, three, four years of college money to get to my job job like you said you don't want to call it a job necessarily for some right people, and like, you the, i still i'm still paying money. that back every year i'm spending more on my uh, college bills than i am on fifa points <laughs> absolutely uh me too i i graduated much much uh earlier than you because i'm i'm old you have to say the but... year i might also say <laughs> no, I, graduated no, no, no. I, I graduated from high school that year <laughs> no i'm kidding you just cut out you cut out oh i said i said the uh, high school for me. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah. So, um, you know, I still have student loans because the college I went to, I went to a, I went to a private university. I went to DePaul university in Chicago and it was ridiculously expensive. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's what it is. So I had to live with it, but I'm not telling, I'm not telling FIFA pros to take out a loan, but my point is like you, it's, you knew what we were signing up for. So you can't just justify buying points in order to be like, Oh, yeah, well, it's too expensive. Yeah, you can't say it's too expensive uh, to get a good team, so I'm just gonna go buy coins. Like, mm -hmm. we already know the flaws. There's no excuse for it. Just, just out of interest, real quick, uh, what did you um, study in college? Like, what is your? Oh, degree? computer science. I'm a coder. So, can you code video games? <laughs> no, I can't code video games. No, I, I do. Uh, oh, that would I... be too nice. I'd like. I know where. No, no, I... where they need someone <laughs> capable. Yeah, no, I'm not a video Have you heard of Vancouver? <laughs> yeah, no. I've actually, uh, I was very close last year to applying to a position they had, but I didn't. And I forgot the position that it was, actually. I applied but, to a data analyst position, but I definitely don't have that as a degree. Oh, you did? Did you ever end up getting a call back? They anything? just sent an email saying they didn't push me further. But I, again, uh, I knew I wasn't going to get it. None of my degree went with it. Yeah, but as they say, if you you can't score if you don't shoot. So yeah, you got to do that. When um, I moved to Vancouver, I don't know. So <laughs> yeah, that's that was another thing. Uh, Desari just won the tournament, by the yeah, way. So he won uh, yeah, so Felix has been giving updates in the chat. Uh, oh, okay. The, the but that was good. Yeah. Was destruction, bro. <laughs> yeah, five zero, and then he just took he took it easy the second game. Kurt said something on Twitter that I think is really interesting. It seems like Desari has mastered this game now, and when he's done that, he's near unstoppable. He's so good, man. I love watching him. The way he plays is just so composed. And Me too. It's actually... He knows what he's doing at all times. It's fantastic to watch. He's so comfortable with this, with everything he does. Absolutely. He's He's got a game style, a gameplay style where you can, I don't want to say replicate, but it's more relatable to, you know, the average person. Whereas Tex, on the other hand, is I don't think anyone in the world can do what he does. It's just Tex and that's it. Desari yeah. just, just... He's just an alien. Yeah, he's an exec, but like Dasari, he he's mastered how to just 
play the game, but he doesn't really do anything that you'll be like, wow. You know what I mean? Like he, he, he's obviously the best of the best, but at the same time, you can at least learn from his, from what he's doing. Whereas if I watch text, I'm like, I, I can't do that. There's no I think way. the thing about Dasari isn't necessarily what he, what he does with, with the ball or like the, in terms of skill moves or fancy stuff and, and crazy stuff. He just makes out of all the people, he makes the least mistakes. I think. Yeah. He's crazy oh, composed. The composure and decision-making on him is second to none. Honestly, It's so impressive. I wish I was that good. Um, I, I watched a few of my games that are on the champions channel back the, the amount of times where I slapped my head and like what are you trying to do there and I never so, I never do that when I watch these pros that sometimes I go ah you could have done that you shouldn't have done this what gives when I, people that though like how do you get that composer is it from our like I don't get it yeah, a lot of like time, I'll, yeah I'll watch these these tournaments and I'll be like you know I feel like I can do that stuff but why why can't i you know what i mean like they're not doing some of the players they're not doing anything that you shouldn't be able to replicate i feel no, like they've just mastered it to the, like perfection yeah is, they, they do everything normal but everything to perfection you need good reactions you need great decision making generally you need a good understanding of not only the video game but also football i think helps a lot because we've seen a lot of professional footballers actually that are crazy good at fifa David Myler, for example, is a fantastic FIFA player. Isn't Mitch um, Austin good from Australia? Mitch, oh, that name rings a bell. He, yeah. He's done some stuff with FIFA, I, th I believe. He has a pro player card, uh, too. Wendell Lira, I think, is a name. I um, mean, even the, the the revolution at EMLS Pro, John, uh, JKO, play, he didn't play professional. Uh, I think I don't think he played. He played he D1. Played he got injured. Yeah, yeah and I, was, I think he played semi-pro in like, Brazil or something like that. I don't know when he moved over, but... The, the pro, uh, Sakul, he used to be in, in youth academies in Wolfsburg, for example. He used he, he was on, on the edge of going pro as well at football. I believe. And then uh, Dulsta has a D1 college. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got... But or... he's not he's taking FIFA over it, right? I th I th he's well, picking... I, think, I think after this year, he's probably going to. Um, That's because, crazy. But it, it all depends, too, because, like, well, it, with FIFA, it's not... I feel like it's less of a risk with FIFA. Well, the risk on FIFA is EA and the game and whether you enjoy the game, but... Where the risk in real life is like, in, well, injury risk. And then even once you go to a D1 school, you're not guaranteed to go pro after that. So, What's true. School? I'm not familiar with uh, it. So, it's college. It's just like, so the divisions, the bigger the school, the like, bigger, better the school, the better the like division it is. So, like, I went to a Division two college. Um, DePaul, you said DePaul. Isn't that Division one? Uh, Yeah, basketball. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, saying, I know their basketball team. That was really where I, where I was going from. Yeah. But yeah, so like division, I mean, we have the, we, have, we won the division two championship. So we're basically like a division one team, um, mm -hmm. for soccer, uh, my college, but, um, yeah, so it's basically just the size of the college and, um, the, well, the kind of how well known it's in, like nationally and stuff like that. Yeah, that's cool. Like all your our Ivy leagues are division one, but they're obviously not as good at sports because they're there for school, actually school. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what that is. I think Dulce can go like Division One for soccer, like from what I've read on the articles. But I, he's also how old is he? Like seventeen, eighteen now. So I think he's in I a think senior. He's a senior in high school. Yeah, so he's like so a senior in high school. So like, I guess he is making that decision now. That's crazy, man. I don't know if I would pick FIFA over uh, over that. It's such, but I I feel like because the way with a professional FIFA player, he could still go to college no matter what. Like it's it is a time commitment, but with the way college works, you can fit in FIFA any time of the day, really. Where like a like. If he was going to school for soccer, 
or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, their practices are at a specific time. He doesn't really get to choose that. Where, like, his FIFA practices are whenever he wants to practice. So, I, I don't know. I can see that. Like, he can still get his college degree, too. It's not like he has to skip his college degree to be a professional FIFA player. Right, but he would get a essentially a full ride, though, right? If he For soccer? I mean, it depends on where he goes, I guess. If he goes to a D1 school, probably. Unless, I mean, you're not, like, a walk-on or something like that. Or, like, I mean, that's uh, an interesting. It just shows you how big the, the eSport can get. And I think, I know we were going to talk about this, but the trash talking really helped the viewership too, if you guys noticed. Um, between the oh, sorry and text. That was so great. Yeah, yeah, I like the stat you gave us in the, the uh, our, our little Discord chat with the, the it's like the highest viewers, right? They're in, when they were playing each other. Oh, I yeah. mean, that, that's natural too of just the two players being that good. But there's also probably, oh, you said 79K. What, what do you think? No, if got, got tr- up to 90. Oh, it's up to 90. Yeah, okay. You said 79K at the time, so if it got up to 90, yeah. yeah. I'd say 79K was probably what like a semifinal was going to pull in anyways. It was the semifinal, right? Or was the Xbox yeah, but final? It was, the yeah. final. But we just watched the final for both. And it, it no, pulled. hang on. It was a console final, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was yes, the X- Xbox console. Yeah. Now they had the uh, cross-console final, and it only pulled 50K. Oh, yeah, okay. Because I was going to say, like, 70-something-K is probably where a console final would be, but I guess not. But then you said 90K. That's, like, that's that's all because of who they are. Yeah, exactly. So at the beginning of the tournament, they ha- I think Spencer did a tremendous job. He probably set this up uh, beautifully because he asked both of them in an interview what they thought about each other. And Tex, thankfully, answered like, oh, I'm I'm considered one of the greatest of all time, me, uh, Bruce Granick, and Gorilla. Gorilla. And he's <laughs> like, so you don't consider – yeah, he's like, you don't consider Dasari one of the greats. And he's like, I said – you know, I said – the names I said. So basically, as I was saying, no. And then Dasari, um, he gave the shush celebration after he won. After yeah, that was, text. That was brutal. So oh, that was now, brutal. like, that's so good that there's that people are coming out of their shell a little bit and actually, you know, a little bit, a respectful trash talking, I would say. You know, you don't want to get toxic. You don't want to get disrespectful or, or cause anything wrong. But what they've done is really sparked what the esport needed. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, they need a two on two mode, they need a three on three mode, or whatever, or pro clubs, professional pro clubs. But this is what really, really the one on one, it doesn't get any better than this. When two two players are competitive and they mm-hmm. actually spark some engagement within the community. I think this is exactly what the sport needed, the esport needed, and it's only gonna grow from here now at this point. Because people now there's names. Now there's people, okay, we we know a we know text, we know Dasari, we know shells who got as far as he did in his first tournament of the year, uh, lost in penalties. So there's there's so many stories now within the community, within the esports scene. It was just the best thing that it could have happened. This is the one of the best things that happened this year, I think. Yeah, and you can get hate watchers too. Is, is so good for for the esports. I wish they they need to allow the players to be themselves to to sell their personalities as well because that like you said it brought in so many viewers. We need more of this. We need as like agree with what he does and says, disagree with it. We need people like Kurt in this community as well because he says what he thinks. He acts up, he puts on a show. It sparks interest. People want to see that. People want to see these little, little side places of war next to, next to the football that they play. Essentially, we we need these rivalries and stuff. We need those stories because it is so great for the esport in terms of just providing something else. It is interesting. It is fun to watch. It is. It makes it exciting. It, it gives you, a, it makes it a bit more relevant and. And interesting what actually happens in in the games then that it gives it a bit more of a meaning yeah what i was gonna say was like people 
there are like I don't know whether it's you guys, like you guys are the same, but like there are people that like love to hate to watch. If that makes sense, like sometimes like a player will draw and people just to hate watch them. Uh, this is a quick little story, but I was just doing a podcast with Christian Leitner. Um, I don't know if you know him, Joey, if you remember him. Yeah. Yeah. So Felix, you obviously won't know, but he's a he was a college basketball player and he went to one of the biggest colleges in the country, Duke. Um, and during his four years, they, they went to the final four teams. So the final four best teams, they went all four years, went to the finals three times and won it, won the national championship twice. So people obviously obviously hated him because like you ever everyone that's that good gets hate like at, if you're if you're at a top level you just get haters. So they did like a whole story about him and his whole career, like his whole life in college that like it came out a couple years ago. Um, ESPN, yeah, the ESPN thirty for thirty. Yeah. Was, and they they titled it "I Hate Christian Leitner." Yeah, yeah. Um, and so like they were talking in the interview that I was listening to like would that upset you? And he's like, yes. Until he talked to his mom and his mom's like. Let's be honest. Like, if people liked you, they're gonna watch the documentary no matter what they called it. But be, by calling it like "I hate him," you're gonna get all the people that hated Duke during those years watching that. Like, and it's like one of the best thirty for thirties, like in terms of viewership, because of all the people that hate absolutely hated Duke back then because of how good they were. They watched it because it was called "I hate him," like Christian Leitner. And so, like with FIFA, like if if Tex and Dasari keep like this trash talking going, there's obviously going to be fans of both sides, and so they're going to watch their games no oh, matter what. But now, exactly when Dasari's playing, all of Tex's fans that hate Dasari are going to go watch Dasari play, just to hopefully root against them to lose. Like I watch every Liverpool game hoping they lose. <laughs> like it, it, it's it's like that though. It, it, it doesn't matter. Like it, true, it, it's true. And it's you can't true. call someone a bad person for it. It's just like it's that's how we are about sports and everything like that. We. We love watching like our biggest rivals lose just as much as we love watching our teams win. It's yeah, crazy. There's two points. Two points I want to make. One, same thing happens with the NBA Finals. Everyone wants to watch LeBron lose yeah. every year because he's been in it eight times. So people would tune in just to see him lose. Um, and two, uh, I was watching chat a little bit, even though it's <laughs> eat that chat and that stream <laughs> is stupid. But yeah. um, you could see a lot of people are like, oh, Texas trash. Oh, the sorry is this, sorry is that. There's so much trash talking now between the actual viewers. I don't know. I, I liked seeing it. Not on Twitter. There's people who support Dasari are like tweeting at Tex. It's crazy. Like it actually sparked up great, great viewership and interaction from the community. It's awesome. Yeah, we, we just need more of this, man. It's so good. I loved it as well. It's, it's so entertaining. And then it gives the commentator something to talk about too. As well, instead oh, of just because, yeah. like, them talk yeah. about gameplay, they're really good at it. Like, they're way better than I don't think I could ever do, like, commentating like they can. Yeah. But, like, it, to, it does get a little stale. Like, when you hear, like, ooh, Mbappe, he did, a, like, a, like, a roulette. <laughs> it's, like, cool because Mbappe's got skill moves. But, like, it just gets a little repetitive at times. So, like, giving them something to talk about, like, about either their personal life and um, stuff like that. We talked to Michael Abel at the EMLS, and he said, like, he would love to know, like, more about the players, but it's also not his job to, like, research them nonstop. Like, it's kind of EA's job to push the narrative of like their real lives and stuff like that and who they are as people. Yeah. They've got, this is perfect for them for the next tournament. I don't know when it is or where it is, but they can set up a huge story between the two and I'm sure they'll try to rig some, some of the, so they at least the, play in like the Swiss style yeah, and then, come, and then face yeah, against each other might. later. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. They might do that. Cause like I said, the numbers, it jumped up from 50,000 to 90,000. That's a huge. Maybe it was sixty to ninety, but that's a huge jump as soon as they started playing each other. People were definitely wanting to see. So the next one that comes around, they can definitely set up a narrative where it's like, oh, Desari versus Tex. Who's who's gonna, whatever. I'm I'm curious to see the, what the global finals, uh, what kind of numbers they're gonna bring in when those two play each other, if they end up playing each other. 
Yeah. By the way, from the looks know, of it, though, they're the best right now at it. So. Did you know EA is view botting? See, I don't know about that. I, I don't know if it's them or if it's someone. They had they suddenly had a like twenty k spike mm-hmm. out of nowhere. It was yeah. Were, the thing about it was like when the times happen because like with the EA, like anytime they tweet out, they have like like we said like last uh, was that like last podcast or whatever. They have like millions of followers on Twitter. So if they tweet out a game's yeah. happening, like they do get a, like a natural spike of just like people like oh shit, we should probably get over there. But like um, it was when it happened. Like I remember that one of the tw- like. They went from like twenty thousand to forty five thousand viewers as soon as a game ended. Like the game ended, and it was like yeah, not the commercial break necessarily, but it was like they're doing like the post match commentary, and the spike happened you, then. I I had a look at the viewer list back then, and it was your classic random generated usernames with loads of numbers and random letters in it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but do you know you you weird. can't. You can't say it's EA. It could be some jerk trying to do it. Who knows? It could be. Um, it could be. You never know. No. Yeah. But what are the chances? I've been botted on Twitch <laughs> before, but it's it's like a hundred bots or something that came in and and spammed the chat and followed and stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, the effort of of just trying to troll EA, make them look bad, and and just bot them with twenty thousand would bots. be stupid. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> But then it could be on, like, not Twitch, but maybe, like, a company also benefiting from the views yeah. as well. Could be pushing it. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, a troll. It could be, like, another company that's working with EA, and they get, like, a percentage of, like, the advertising dollars. And so they want, obviously, the most amount of people watching it to get those mo- that much money. I want to hope it was someone else and not actually EA themselves, because that just throws a really bad light onto them. Mm-hmm. It could be. Uh, but, uh, yeah, with that, congratulations to Desari for winning while we were recording, so that's always good. Um, yeah. Uh, again, like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, we'll just we'll 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 record a podcast every time he's in the grand final. Um, <laughs> doesn't matter what it is, but yeah. So that well, was good. I, Actually, I want the percentage of the of the prize money then. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, just like, well, <laughs> a percentage of the prize money is the prize money. <laughs> well, bef- before we end the podcast, uh, so who do you guys think is the better player? Who would you think is the, the well? Do you think Tex is right to say he's one of the greatest of all time? It's tough for me. I, I don't know really anything about the FIFA competitive scene before FIFA 17, so I couldn't tell you about Bruce Granick and, and that. Yeah. Um, I think best of all time is that always that debate for me always comes out to consistency. Like you can't just be yeah. the like you can't just be the best player one year. Like I know Tex, Tex obviously was good last year, and I assume because it's on the assumption he's like how old is he? Like super young. <laughs> uh, he's still like 17, 17 or 18. Yeah, yeah, because he like couldn't compete until last year. So he must have been like 16 last year, so 17 this year. I'm assuming he's gonna be good next year, and then once he's good next year, yeah, he's one of the best of all time. But like it is tough think... to like, no matter how good you are, like. He's only done it really like uh, FIFA and a half, so it's like it's tough to say all time best. Just based of how much he's been dominating FIFA 19, I think he's in that conversation to be honest. But at the same time, I want to include Desari there because he's he's done it on every. Yeah, he's been at it since FIFA 17. He won a few events. He was crazy good last year and won loads of events, and he's back at it this year again. He won a Foot Champions Cup back in December or something. He's won this one. And he's he's redefining his groove now. The Sari is up there because it's three separate FIFAs now where he's been at the very top level. So I think you have to include include him there. Mm-hmm. And just just the way he plays this game as well, it's not it's not mechanic abuse. Obviously he does abuse mechanics, but not as much as if you've ever watched hashtag Harry play. As much <laughs> as I love him as as a dude because he's he's just entertaining as hell. 
the way he plays is just utter a it's not gonna lie his constant flick crosses and he uses all the cheese which is fair enough no no blame to him he's playing the game that he's been given and he's trying to make the the best of it he's trying to be successful and if it works best for him trying to abuse these mechanics then then fair play go ahead and and do it but the the way dasari plays i think is just something that will work throughout every single fifa yeah, he's got the basics so perfect. Like his passing, his dribbling, his vision, his defending, as well as then diving into the specific game we have at the moment, into those mechanics and abusing them to his advantage. He's just got it all. But he's got the basics so perfect that he will succeed in pretty much any FIFA, I think. So I, I want to include Dasari in the GOAT conversation. Yeah, But it's tough to, to call out one single greatest of all time that we'll we'll have to give that more time obviously gorilla is a name that has been in the community for ages pretty much everyone knows him tex is relatively new since last year and he's, he's let's, let's be honest time. fifa in general is kind of new like yeah, yeah it's it cool that like it's cool that bruce granick was good like when or the early stages of fifa esports but like we said there's not how many people were realistically competing back then like yeah, not many. Not as many as now. I mean, there's so many people who are gone, I would say, undiscovered until Weekend League came into the play. FUT Champions came into play. Yeah, so, so I think we have to give, like, the eSport, even, like, the eSport general, like, more time before we say best of all time and greatest of all time, whatever. Um, because it's like, I mean, it's like soccer. It's like Pele was doing it before, like, they even knew, like, about medical science <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, think about, like, the, think about, like, how, like, how, like, athletic players are now. Um, people say that with like Babe Ruth in baseball, like, I mean, he was smoking cigars in between pitching in like innings pitch. Like you would never see a professional player like smoking now because of like how well, like perfect their bodies are. Like, so it's like, we, there's just like more, like there's more to learn about like something before. And so it, the greatest of all time is a debate that never really works for anything. But I think even yeah, for, f- even for a sport, like an e-sport that's new, like it's still hard to even say, um, which is just a very political answer, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, but yeah, all, they're all good in their own right. And like text, like we haven't, as even though it's only been like one FIFA that he's been really, really good at, we haven't seen someone dominate a FIFA like this ever. Like there's not like uh, maybe Gorilla FIFA 16. Um, I know like he was basically winning every tournament then, so I guess that was like the last time we've seen someone dominate complete like uh, complete domination of a FIFA from start to finish really. So uh, then you have to put him in a conversation in that sense. So I don't know. It's yeah, fun to watch that. I, I think I think the tournaments are becoming more fun to watch as we get more personalities out, and that's really what we've been pushing well, if, for. Yeah, true, if Tex way. doesn't win the the global final or whatever it's called, then I think there he's gonna a lot of what he's already won. I think is not gonna really get counted for. If that makes sense. It's like LeBron making the playoffs every single time, but not winning the championship. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, or, I mean? or like or like being on the team that like finishes with the best record in the regular season. Right, but not winning like this finals at the end of the day. Exactly. So we'll see how it goes. I'm I'm interested to see how it plays out that rest mm-hmm. of the year. Yeah, same. So I think with that we talked about the pros. Um, there was obviously no promo this week, so we didn't have anything there as like a kind of a central topic idea. So that's what um, I think Joey had come up with. Like, well, we we had leaked, like talked about it last podcast, but we want to talk more about the pro scene and all that stuff. So uh, if you have any topics like that, reach to any of us on Twitter. Reach to the Fut Live podcast account on Twitter as well. Um, we'll take any ideas for topics when there's not a promo. Obviously, when there's a promo, it's a little bit easier to talk about that. Um, so, and we kind of expect probably up until tots, there's probably not be too too much on the game. So we'll have more time for these kind of like interesting discussions about FIFA as a whole. Um, so yeah, reach out to us on any of those. Thank you guys for 
listening um, on Twitch or any of the other podcasts if you're not listening live. Um, enjoy the YouTube channel if you like watch that. Um, I know it's a lot for YouTube and like the way they have it, you can't like close your phone as you're watching or something like that. So I know probably not too many people are going to reach out on YouTube and watch, but if you do like subscribe there. Um, subscribe on iTunes and Spotify and all that stuff. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Joey and Felix, for again being there. Congrats one more time to Felix for 27 wins. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Joining the 12, that's why it's 27 wins as of this uh, year. So that's always good. And we appreciate you guys for listening. And we will see you next time. See ya. See ya. Hey, hey.